Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. Welcome back, Legacy Nashville, to Online Church Week 2. It's all right that we can't get into the building because we are unified in the spirit of Jesus. We are together and we remain a strong and powerful family in Jesus' name. So welcome back to the Psalm 91 Bible study. I don't know about you, but I am excited to dive into the next four verses of Scripture in Psalm chapter 91. So if you have your Bible, your physical Bible, go ahead and bust it out. I know some of us just have our version app on the cell phone. That's fine too. You do have your downloadable packet in front of you as well. I hope can pull up that link. We're going to read through the Bible today, and we are going to study Psalm 91, verse 5 through 8, line by line, word by word. I hope that some of you guys are really getting a lot of life out of this and that everybody is enjoying it. I know it's a little bit different format, uh, but I know it's life-giving. It's so nourishing to our spirit to just get deep into the Word, and learn about what God's truth has to say about you. So let's dive back into Psalm 91, and I'm just going to read, if you don't mind, I'm going to read the whole chapter again, just as we get started here today. So Psalm 91, verse 1, all the way through verse 16, okay? He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You know what? Can you guys read it with me at home, too? Like, just read it out loud. If you want to stand up right now with your Bible in hand, get it out, and let's read it out loud. I'll start over. Verse 1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence, the plague. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noon, noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Everybody say, it will not come near me. In Jesus' name. Or you can look at your neighbor, you know, your husband in his PJs on the couch. It will not come near you in Jesus' name. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. Verse 12. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him, and I will show him my salvation. Or her, you can, this is not only for the sons, this is also for the daughters as well. We are going to be reading uh, and studying word by word 
uh, line by line, rather, verse 5 through 8 today. So let's zoom in just real quick. Stay standing. We're going to pray, but just stay right there on verse 5 through 8. Let's read verse 5 through 8 together as well. That's the emphasis. That's where we're going to hang the nail today. So verse 5 through 8. It says, You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. That's a list right there of things we don't have to fear. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near. Everybody say me. Me. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. So today, church family, the title of our Bible study today is this. It is protected, not punished, and Oh, this is a good thing. Let's get happy about this. And paid back. Protected, not punished, then paid back. Lord Jesus, we pray right now in your mighty name. We thank you, God, that we are not punished, but that we are protected. Lord, I thank you so much for your glorious grace. I thank you for your shed blood on the cross of Calvary that protects us. Lord, purifies us, keeps us safe from all harm, heals our bodies, Lord, by your stripes. We are healed, the word says, and we just receive all of this today. God, would you put a spirit of revelation upon us? Would you breathe into our homes right now? Would you just breathe new life into our homes? Would you just cleanse our homes, Lord, right now as we prepare to receive from you? In Jesus' name, and everybody said Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord, your own personal sanctuary there. And we're going to dive into verse 5 through 8, protected, not punished, then paid back. So very first line here that I want you to recognize is this, you will not fear. We should just shout that all together in unison. I will not fear. That's right. I will not fear. This may be the only promise that you need to hear today. I will not fear. Go ahead and just make this your daily declaration. Some of you guys need to take an Expo marker and just write it on the mirror of your your bathroom wall. I will not fear. Make this not only a daily declaration, but make this a daily decision that you are not going to fear. Remember what 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says. We've read it out. You've seen it a lot on social media. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? But of power that dunamis power, but of love, that agape love, and of a sound, balanced, stable mind. That means we're not, we're not distracted. We're not confused. Uh, Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tweet me. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I'm remembering that scripture right now. But that is not what God has called us to live like, being double-minded. He's called us and given us a spirit of a sound mind. Now, I want to point out here is that fear is not from God. God has not given a spirit of fear. So if we're carrying fear, who gave it to you? You don't have to carry that anymore today, church. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Now, in this lesson, what I want to do is I want to point out the four attacks. There is four attacks from the enemy that we don't have to fear. All right. Now, these four attacks, you'll probably be familiar with some of them or recognize them in one way or the other in your own life. And from here on out, you're not going to be afraid of them anymore. So what's the first one? The first one is this. It is the terror of the night. All right. This is the, these are the, this is the first thing that you don't have to be afraid of. It is the terror of the night. Some of us may regularly 
experienced night terrors. I know I've, I've, I've been through several seasons of my life where I have experienced night terrors. And for many, it's at night when we get struck by this paralyzing fear uh, or this overwhelming anxiety. We can't sleep. We're up in the middle of the night. We're worried about what's going on, what's going to happen to our kids. And it doesn't matter. It could be a reasonable, um, a reasonable worry, meaning a valid excuse for being a little worried, or it could be a demonic attack. But either way, God guarantees that we do not have to fear. So I have some declarations for you today, and this is what we're going to declare. Let's declare this. I do not fear any attack of the enemy at night. Come on. God is with me. All right, say it all together now. I do not fear any attack of the enemy at night. God is with me. The terror of the night we don't have to be afraid of. Number two, what's the second thing we don't need to be afraid of? It is nor the arrow that flies by the day, nor the arrow that flies by the day. Others, they may not struggle at night. Others, some of us, we fret all day long. We're, we're, we're worried in our mind. We're, we're constantly uh, shaken with anxiety throughout the day, so we try to stay busy. Uh, some people uh, oversleep for this very reason because if they're asleep, they don't have to feel afraid. Uh, but God tells us that not only do we not have to be afraid at night, but we also don't have to be afraid during the day. Just as at night, God promises that we will not fear. So I've got a second declaration for you coming at you already, all right? So let's declare this together, that I do not fear any attack of the enemy throughout the day, all right? We've already declared that it's not happening at night, but we also do not fear any attack of the enemy throughout the day. God is with me. Whether I'm awake or whether I'm asleep, God is with me. Whether I'm up, standing up, doing work, or lying down, God is with me, and I do not need to be afraid. Fear, get out of here in Jesus' mighty name. Now, we're moving on into verse 6. And I want you to look at the third thing that God tells us that we do not need to be afraid of. Nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness. Now, we covered this last week, but biblically, pestilence means plague. All right? So this is a very relevant one right now with COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus going around. God literally tells us that you do not have to be afraid of a plague. That's right. All fear of any plague, go. In Jesus' name. Remember, this uh, that pestilence is a plague biblically, and God has already promised us in verse 3, biblically, that we are free of all plagues, so all of our fear is actually unnecessary. We don't have to be afraid of plagues, church. An interpretation uh, for this plague that, um, that stalks in darkness could actually be a hidden demonic attack. Maybe not just a natural spread of disease, but it could be a, a hidden uh, demonic attack on our lives, on our physical health. But it doesn't matter because God's promise remains the same. Even in the case of secret supernatural warfare that, that, that's coming against our physical bodies through sickness and disease, we have no need to fear. God has promised us deliverance. Isn't that good news? I, some of you guys are already shouting amen. I can see you right now. You're going to refill the coffee and on your way you're like amen, hallelujah. I, I have no fear in Jesus' name. So let's make another declaration. I do not fear 
any attack of the enemy on my physical health. Come on, somebody needs to say that twice. I do not fear any attack of the enemy on my physical health. God is with me. Amen. Hallelujah. What is the fourth thing in the list of things we don't have to fear? Uh, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. One of the things you have to notice about this psalm is it's, it's very poetic, right? So the four things, they sort of mirror each other. Number one, number three, number two, and number four. It's kind of written like poetry, right? So the first one's the terror by night. The third one is the pestilence that stalks in darkness, right? So both at night or in darkness. The second and the fourth, the arrow that flies in the day. And then the fourth one is the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And so when we think about spiritual warfare, we often think about these uh, subversive, secret, hidden, operating in darkness type of demonic attacks, but not all warfare is created equal. In fact, some of the spiritual warfare that the enemy brings against us is incredibly bold, it is in your face, it is in public, and it happens right in the midst of noonday. It happens in the midst of everybody. But we do not need to fear the embarrassment of these types of attacks because just as God is protecting our well-being, God is also protecting our reputation. So let's read this out. Uh, we're going to do another uh, declaration here in regards to something else we need not fear. I do not fear any attack of the enemy on my reputation. That's right. My, my favor is being managed by God. God manages my favor. He is with me. That's right. doesn't matter what comes against you. The favor of God cannot be moved off your life. He put it there. Therefore, he's the only one that can remove it, and he has no plans to remove it. He loves you with an everlasting love. Let's look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. Now, hopefully, none of us ever have to witness the actual image that's being depicted here by the author, which is one of mass casualties, right? 10,000 uh, dead at one side of the altar. Uh, thank God it's unlikely that any of us are going to see that uh, type of environment in the natural, in person, right? But we will see large numbers of people affected by war. We see that all the time online. We will see large numbers of people affected by plague. We will see large numbers of people affected by spiritual battle. Uh, such as the case with the coronavirus, right? But God tells us this, it will not come near you. That's the next line. It will not come near you. But, man, I, I love a good but in the scripture, okay? I'm not trying to crack a joke, but God, right? But God. It's always so good to just read that. When you hear about something so terrible as, as all of this death, being surrounded by death, all of a sudden it's like, but God, right? But God, and uh, that's important that we get reminded that God's word and his unfailing promise says that no matter how many people fall around us, we will be kept safe. That's right. Say it out loud. I am safe. Doesn't matter what's happening around me. I am safe. Now, verse 8 says this. You will look with your eyes. You will look with your eyes. What is fear? One pastor once said, uh, fear is a demonized imagination. And I believe that to be true because the enemy works so hard to lie to us, doesn't he? He always tempts us to imagine the worst case scenario, and then he guarantees you're going to see that, that those terrible evil things that you're imagining, the, the, those, those hard, bad plagues, 
death. Somebody's going to die. All of that terrible stuff that you're imagining, it's going to happen. You're going to see that. You're going to see that. You're going to see that in real life. Those things are going to come true. Like that's the, that's the way fear from the enemy, not from God, operates in our lives. It always tells us about these godless scenarios that are bound to happen. But how many of those things actually happen? Very few, if any, at all, right? Like one, one person gave an acronym for fear being false evidence appearing real, right? And I, th- I think that's a fitting definition because that's the way that the enemy works. He brings up falsified evidence, and he says, this is going to happen. You're going to see this. You're going to see this. You're going to see this. But what the enemy says that we'll see, we'll never see. Because fear, church, is a liar. Fear is a liar. And contrary to what Satan wants us to believe, he cannot predict the future. He is only an imitator. He is not a creator. Satan is an imitator, and he cannot create. He can't do anything about the fixed future in God's hands. God is the one controlling time. God is the one controlling the future, at least our futures, because we are dwelling in him. We are living and breathing in him prayerfully, right? And so God is the only one who can accurately tell us about what we're going to see soon in the future, which is what? We're going to see the recompense of the wicked. The recompense. Recom- what does that word mean? It's like an old school term, right? We, we never even use the word recompense, right? But we shall see the recompense of of the wicked. And the word recompense is actually the punishment of an enemy, or it is payback with interest, right? Payback plus. And so here's the truth, guys. We are protected by God. Therefore, we need not expect any punishment. We expect payback. As God's protected people, we are expecting to be paid back. We are expecting recompense. We are expecting payback with interest from the enemy on the basis of everything God gave to us that he stole from us, all right? He owes us recompense, and that's what we're going to go after today. And, and I want to encourage you that recompense also includes your time. It also includes your enemy, uh, excuse me, your energy, not just your money, uh, not just your relationships, but it also includes your time. Any time that you've spent during coronavirus being scared, frustrated, um, afraid, worried, filled with anxiety, the enemy owes you for that, all right? Now, you're going to take back that time, and you're going to have sweet and wonderful experiences with the presence of God as a result of the, everything the enemy sowed into your life, meaning it for evil, but God's going to turn it around for good in Jesus' mighty name. So let's make another declaration, guys. Let's declare this. I am protected by God. The enemy can no longer steal from me. In Jesus' name, I demand recompense. Some of you guys need to get super bold with that right now. I demand recompense. All that has been stolen from me must be returned right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, but right now. I call it all back to me right now in the spirit in Jesus' name. Any bit of money that the enemy's tried to steal with, steal from me throughout this virus, I call it back right now in Jesus' name. So let me give you guys another action plan for this week. Just want to give you a little homework, a little practical action plan that you can utilize and deploy this week. So this week's action plan is two points. Number one is this. I want you to continue to make your I do not fear declarations. Just as we listed off these four from Scripture, there may be other uh, things that you become afraid of. And so anytime you feel t- tempted by fear to imagine worst-case scenarios, I want you to stop and I want you to declare the opposite. Remember, fear does not come from God. This is actually one of the easiest ways, church, 
to learn to prophesy, all right? One of the easiest ways to learn to prophesy is to actually take what the enemy is, is, is saying you're going to see and declare the opposite. Say, no, no, I'm going to see this. I'm going to see the blessing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see the favor. I'm going to see the fruitfulness. I'm not afraid. I do not fear. And then number two is this. Ask God to help you remember all that has been stolen from you that he wants to redeem and restore. All right? Ask the Lord for the things that he wants to redeem and restore. And when he reveals something, I want you to immediately, vocally, audibly, I want you to demand your recompense. Okay? I want you to powerfully take back what is yours in Jesus' mighty name. All right, church, let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your protection over our lives. We thank you, God, that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Lord, we receive power today to rebuke the spirit of fear. We receive uh, love today to love those around us, even people who hurt us. Lord, we just declare we're going to be bringing love throughout uh, this season, God. And we receive that sound mind, not the double-minded, confused mind, but that sound mind that is patient and is at peace and is at rest as we choose to dwell in the presence of God. Lord, I pray for encounters. I pray for supernatural encounters for people as they're at home and they're spending time with their family. Lord, we thank you so much for being with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us, God. We love you so much. Church family, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Love you so much, guys. Cannot wait to see you again next week. Be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.